It's time for Decal Download, your source for news and information from the Georgia Department of Early Care and Learning. We'll hear from Commissioner Amy M. Jacobs and special guests to give you an update on all things Decal. This is Decal Download. Downloading now. And welcome back to Decal Download. I'm Reg Griffin, Chief Communications Officer here at Bright from the Start, the Georgia Department of Early Care and Learning, along with uh, Commissioner Amy Jacobs, as always. The 2020 uh, Georgia General Assembly has been in session now for almost a month. The opening week starting January 13th included the annual State of the State Address by Governor Brian Kemp. And, Commissioner, this week we thought we would look back at the State of the State Address and highlight where our role in early child care and education comes into play. Yeah, I thought it was important to let all of our staff who listen to our podcast know what's going on at the Gold Dome because we're right across the street, so we know what's going on in our state. Um, But I thought they might be interested as well. Yeah, lots of issues. Some of us were able to view the uh, speech, um, which actually happened yesterday. We're recording a little ahead of time here. Joining us to discuss the General Assembly and the State of the State is Liz Young, Director of Government Relations and Special Projects for DECAL, and Ryan Ringsrud, our Deputy Commissioner for Finance and Administration. Folks, welcome to the podcast. Thanks. Thank you. Seems like we were just here the other day talking about the 2019 Georgia General Assembly. And here it is, 2020 already. Pretty amazing. One of the uh, overarching themes, I guess, in state government these days is the direction to state agencies uh, from Governor Kemp last August to cut budgets in 2020 by 4%, 6% in 2021. And I guess I'll pose this, Commissioner, to you and to Ryan. Um, How has DECAL responded to that? So our budget is due to OPB September 1st of every year. And those instructions came out, I think, at the beginning of August. So we immediately started working to identify where we could find some efficiencies, submitted a budget with a 4 and a 6% reduction. And since the submission in September, we've been working back and forth with OPB, answering a lot of questions, sharing a lot of information and data with them. And Thursday, the actual governor's budget report dropped, and it's a little more than the 4 and 6% reductions, but uh, nothing we can't handle. Mm-hmm. You had talked earlier, I think, about some of the things that were sort of the low-hanging fruit for us. Can you talk about that? Yeah, so we have two programs in our budget where we are experiencing reductions. And again, keep in mind, our programs in the budget don't always line up with our programs as they exist in real life. So one of those is child care services because we have state funds in that program. And that is not just CCS, like licensing division. It's uh, where our CAPS program lives and where, where CCS lives as well. Uh, In that particular fund source, we were able to identify some salaries where we could move from state to federal funds, and we also eliminated one vacant position, and we essentially returned an appropriation we had received from the Senate for $500,000 in additional CAPS funding. Mm -hmm. Commissioner, I know you sent an email out to our team just basically saying, look, this is Uh, a couple of tough decisions here as far as these cuts are concerned, but no reason to worry. Right. So, I mean, everyone gets concerned because, of course, even if they're not in tune to the governor's um, budget release or his budget instructions, which most people aren't, Mm. they see it in the AJC, right? And so they're concerned um, that it could impact them, which is valid. I mean, there's a lot of state employees that are paid by a lot of tax dollars. But fortunately, we were not, uh, we did not have to impact our staff, um, which we're very fortunate because we, I think we are very fiscally responsible. Mm Mm-hmm. So obviously the budget is a big part of the state of the state, but also the governor always um, talks about his other priorities. So talk a little bit about the overall themes that you heard coming from Governor Kemp and his state of the state. 
So heard a lot about public safety. Uh, He talked about street gangs, talked about human trafficking and all the uh, reforms he's going to make to try to make us a safer state. Obviously, our focus is on early education, but you know, we we do our part to make sure the governor's vision is implemented in this state. And it should be interesting to see how all those things unfold. Mm -hmm. He also talked a lot about um, foster care, and that's something that that we hear a lot about and that we work with uh, foster families through our CAPS program. So um, he's giving a a tax credit, and I think he's tripling it from 2,000 to 6,000 for foster families and also uh, reducing the age Mm -hmm. from 25 to 21, I believe, um, for people to make it a little easier for adoptions and foster families. Give a nice shout out to uh, Governor and Mrs. Deal for their work and the legislature for its emphasis on early education and fully funding uh, education. He did. Yes. So I was um, pleasantly surprised to see Governor and Mrs. Deal in the gallery and uh, Governor Kemp recognized him and gave credit to him several times for basically laying a very solid foundation for him to build upon um, in fully funding QBE, which hadn't been done in many, many years. So that was nice to see. Um, I will mention just to get back to his priorities, he did talk a lot about health care reform, too. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, he's got two waivers in to expand access um, for affordable health care. But another thing that he mentioned that I hadn't heard mentioned before, which I'm in favor of, is more transparency in your medical bills. Mm. Um, you know, a lot of times we go to the doctor, we don't know how much we're paying, we're just receiving the service. And so he and Lieutenant Governor uh, at an earlier meeting at, at Eggs and Issues talked about they need some more, we need some more transparency in what our uh, physicians and medical providers are charging us before we actually receive the procedure. I like that. I don't like to be surprised with a really large mm. medical bill that could basically impact anyone's family. So I'll be interested to see how that plays out. It's become a fun game. You go to the right. mailbox, you see that bill, you, <laughs> you thought no it was idea. paid for, right. and oh, yeah, I needed yeah. that. Yeah, and, I think uh, that's something that will impact everybody. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Governor talked about um, the budget proposal, including a $2,000 pay raise for public school teachers, uh, second part of a campaign promise for a $5,000 teacher pay raise. Uh, he was able to secure a $3,000 raise for educators last year. And, Ryan, that does include uh, our pre-K teachers. Yes, it does. Our uh, lead teachers are getting a raise of $2,000, and the assistant teachers will be getting a 5% raise. And this is one of the areas we're excited about because it's one of the few areas where we actually saw an increase in our budget. Right. And I do want to point out that is both the public schools and the private. Right. So it's all Georgia pre-K teachers, whether you're in public school or in a private setting. And uh, they received it last year, and we're thankful that the governor recognizes that they're part of that education pipeline in Georgia. And I'll say one surprise in the budget, which he did not talk about in the state. The state was he proposed a $1,000 increase for state employees that make less than $40,000 a year. Um, and so, you know, he's the former agency head, you know, mm-hmm. constitutional officer, ran the secretary of state's office. And um, he acknowledged that state employees do a, a really important job for our state, and so he's proposing a $1,000 raise for anybody that makes less than 40000 So that's great for our staff if that, if that works out through the General Assembly and the legislative process. Right. Now, where are we in the process? You mentioned the, the governor has proposed his budget. Where does it go from here? So now it goes to the legislature, who will be holding budget hearings next week for all the agency heads to come and speak about their budget and about their reductions. Then the appropriators will go into their various subcommittees and meet, and they'll kind of build a budget for each agency through the subcommittee process. I'm sure some of the governor's recommendations they'll take on. I'm sure they'll put their own stamp on it and change some things as well. And then usually sometime at the end of March, beginning of April, we'll get a bill, an appropriations bill passed, which Mm -hmm. is the final number. What do you think about this tax credit uh, coming around again? 
Yeah, it should be interesting. I uh, so my understanding is they cut taxes from six to five point seven five a year or two ago, and there's a potential proposal for it to go down another quarter percent. Um, I don't know what will happen with that, but it will be interesting to watch, and it definitely will have a budgetary impact for state government. Sure. Mm-hmm. Right. Are you guys hearing anything? You're on the inside track with uh, a lot of the legislators and, and whatnot. We hear a lot about uh, gambling maybe coming back up, and they always kind of include pre-K in that. Any ideas? I say we, don't, we don't have a position on that. Yes. Um, uh, it's definitely always going to be around. I think they had a couple of study committees this summer. and They did. One said yes, one said no, right? right? Or one could agree, one couldn't. And some, and some of it was around sports betting, which mm-hmm. I right. think might have right. a better chance of something happening on. Then there were some on horse racing versus um, – like a full-on destination casino. resorts yeah. is what they call them because it's more than just the casino that's involved there and so i think you'll always see it where we pay attention to it is what happens to the funds so we don't have a position on it but we need to be careful to watch it because sometimes it can just be sort of talked about as something that will go for hope mm-hmm. and we always want to make sure that if it's going to go into the education fund for the lottery that it's part of hope and pre-k so again it's not that we have a position on it but if they're going to make adjustments or or do something we want to make sure that pre-k is in consideration and when you're discussed the definitely they all point to the fact that it's going to end up being a voted issue right. yeah. that right. be on a ballot yes right. just so, like um, the lottery was right. when it was created mm-hmm. i mean That's right. um, it, it would need to be an adjustment to the constitution so you have to you have to take that that so route. we may hear discussion, but ultimately you, the voter, decide. decide yes. Right. And uh, probably a lot of talk between now and any time that falls on the ballot, yes. I think. Yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting. Back to the uh, state of the state, though, for a moment. And, Commissioner, you were there in the gallery with a lot of uh, our top state officials uh, there with you. Governor honored uh, Governor Nathan Deal, First Lady Sandra Deal. Lot of accolades to former now Senator Johnny Isaacson. He did, yes. So Senator Isaacson was there on the floor, and he was recognized. And um, the governor is creating a professorship at UGA to study Parkinson's disease because Senator Isaacson and many other Georgians and Americans and just folks around the world suffer from Parkinson's, but there's no cure. Mm -hmm. And so um, President Moorhead at UGA is creating that um, professorship to study that. So I think that was a great tribute to to Senator Isaacson. You know, I had not heard that. And so when he was approaching making that announcement, I wondered, what's he going to do? And uh, what a great uh, step. I thought that was really nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, really nice. I I actually thought it was really nice, too. I had not thought about it, even though I had worked with Senator Isaacson for years and I remember when he was in the state house, and I remember when he was in the state senate, and I remember when he was a congressman, and then obviously a U.S. senator. But you don't think about the fact that he's the only person that's ever served in all of those capacities. Yeah, um, which is kind of that. very historic mm-hmm. when you think about it. Someone that has really dedicated themselves to to service yeah. in the state of Georgia. It was it was a nice recognition. We could do a whole program on Johnny Isaacson, right, yeah. uh, but he really is the example of, uh, and, and I love the way the governor said, in the house that we're building, there's going to be a portrait of Johnny Isaacson mm-hmm. hanging on the wall right? Yeah. Uh, as a reminder. So, yeah, great tribute to him. It was a nice tribute, and it was it was nice to see him. Uh, so, Liz, you can't be a lobbyist since you do work <laughs> for DECAL, but you are our government relations, our point person. You're in the, the Gold Dome on a regular basis. What committees... Um, does that put you in front of on a regular basis? Well, as you would expect, um, both in the House and the Senate, 
um, in the House it's called the Education Committee, and in the Senate it's Education and Youth. And those are the two main committees. All of our legislation runs through those committees. And even most of the time, things that are revolve around our CRCs or anything like that, criminal records, still go through there because they oversee that, that legislation. Um, again, when you have things that maybe aren't legislation for our agency, um, we may end up following if they want to make adjustments to the lottery or things like that. And they, those tend to be more in, you know, um, industry um, or they have a special committee on it. So it's really the education committees, but every once in a while you can find us attached to something else um, where DHS is or where the lottery is or something like that, that it's more of an agency overall adjustments. It could be retirement. It could be around teachers. It could be something like that. But really, it's just the two education committees for the most part. Have you ever ended up in front of a committee going, wow, I didn't yes. see that coming? Yes. <laughs> there are times that, um, again, we were in front of code revision last session. And you think, code revision? <laughs> what? And I mean, I literally had never been to a code revision um uh, committee before mm-hmm. I was not even sure who was on it so it was kind of an eye-opener but you know there was particular things in our code and that's where they're just cleaning up but and so it's not just us but there was something that was important for us that we needed to like really speak to um, and they were making some adjustments on words but uh, code revision yeah mm-hmm. and there's one for you yeah <laughs> Unex- very exciting un- yeah. unexpected <laughs> that was definitely necessary not, but yeah, not that uh, exactly it was, um, <laughs> it was definitely a, a new committee for me Ira loved it he <laughs> loved it Ira loved it he was into it and every time I have to ask him to go to judiciary or something like that um, he's he's right in his element, but I found out that he likes code revision as well. So. <laughs> That's Ira Sudman, our chief yes. legal officer, yes. uh, who has interesting taste in things that he finds interesting. Yes. He, he may not be into the ball game, but he knows a lot about law yes. and code <laughs> and, and that kind of thing. Well, if yes. you're ever interested in viewing it, anybody can view it a committee meeting or yeah. House or sure. Senate online. So you don't have to be down in Atlanta if you're just interested to know what Liz does all day. Tune into the Education Committee and just listen to that discussion. It's it, interesting. It's true. It well, is. It can be to some very people. Yes. <laughs> just Depends go to on the topic. Uh, you can Google Georgia General Assembly, but also um, you can either go to the the house.ga.gov and you can watch their broadcast. But they also list their committee hearings, so mm-hmm. you can look at archives if you've missed one that day, but you want to see what happened. You can go back and look at that. And then on the Senate side, it's the same. It's senate.ga.gov, and you can find the information for either your representative or your senator, the committees, archives of previous committee Mm -hmm. hearings, what the schedule is for the day, what's upcoming. They do a weekly calendar so you can really see when these committees are meeting, but you can really find almost everything there. You can track legislation. If you know a particular bill, you can actually log in that bill. Um, It has a little drop-down box and you can Look for a Senate bill, House bill, a resolution, and you can really um, get some great updates. They really do a nice job. And if you've never seen the legislature in action, I highly recommend it. It's a daily (laughs) viewing habit for me. Uh, I like to watch both the House and the Senate. Um, And it starts to get pretty interesting. Uh, It is not lost on us that 2020 is an election year. I'm wondering from our panel here, what effect do you think the election is going to have on this year's General Assembly. Oh, it's an election year? Yes, yeah, so they say. Oh, wow. Um, 
<laughs> no, I think that I read somewhere where every seat in the House and Senate is up this year. Is that yeah. right? I mean, that's, that's like crazy. That or a lot. So yeah. one impact it has on a session is that while the legislature is in session, incumbent members cannot raise money, I think. And so it seems to be that whenever it's an election year, we get out of here a little quicker, meaning the session ends a little sooner. Um, but with the budget this year and the attention they're going to pay to it, I really don't know if they'll be able to get out of here any sooner. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I've. It's noticed. interesting. Yeah. By the, I guess by the time we record this, we may, or when you air it, we may have passed it. But they, they do a, um, an adjournment resolution to let you know the schedule. And so, at this time of recording, they've only done it through February tenth, and so, you have to wait until they come up with another one to show you what other days they'll be in and or out. So. Um, I think there's a lot of talk, again, that the budget will hold things up. You do have quite a few members that are in the General Assembly also running for federal mm-hmm. office. You've got some running for Congress. So the combination of some of our races that we have, U.S. Senate, um, and then, of course, our legislators are up every two years, so everyone's up. It, it does make for an interesting it, – it, it's a microphone for them to also talk about their issues. So sometimes some don't want it to end that soon if mm-hmm. they're not worried about raising money as much but they want to make sure that they're talking issues um and getting some things done so yeah. it'll be interesting yeah. it's yeah. always fun it makes it more active we always speculate oh they're going to end early, early. And yes. they, never, they, never, they do. never do so that's so. not our decision right <laughs> well didn't uh, speaker ralston say the other day at the eggs and issues i'm not going to yeah he, he basically said you. you know i know that's probably what's on your mind okay. when are we going to sign he die <laughs> we're, we're only like day two at that point and he said there's he's there in his mind there's no rush because the budget's too important to get it right, right. so mm-hmm. um so i think we should not intend on getting out early and obviously that's the only thing they have to legally do which is pass the budget um but amy and i were talking about uh, you know i went back and looked at it they 40 days is what we always assume but they technically don't have to stay in 40 days that's just as long as they can stay Mm -hmm. in so everyone always speculates will they go out in 35 (laughs) days never has that ever happened in the history of georgia as far as i know (laughs) i don't think so so i think it's funny to hear though so uh, we've given some information about how you can log on and view um, if you're interested in the legislative process. But if you are, I mean, we're all citizens. If you have a concern and they want to talk to their senator or their representative, what do they need to do? Any tips on that, Liz or Ryan? I mean, I'll be honest with you. Legislators want to hear from their constituents. They're down here for a reason. It's hard for them to keep up with every industry and every piece of legislation. And it's important for them to hear from you if you are in a particular industry and you want to express your your thoughts and feelings on something that you're an expert in or something that you know well or something that's just you know important to you that's that's what they want they hear from lobbyists all the time they see those folks all the time they really want the people that they represent to tell them what they're thinking about things so I've never come across a legislator that doesn't want to meet somebody from their district so it's very easy if you are down here to simply look up what office they, what their office number is, go by and see them, make an appointment, call them to the ropes if they're in session. It's a very easy process. You can literally just write a note and hand it to a, you know, a, a page that will, when they have time, they'll come out and greet you. But um, again, you can look up who your senator is or who your representative is on those two websites and um, all their contact information's there. Their legislative aid is on there, so you can email them or call them as well and, and 
again, I think they'd be happy to hear from you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ryan, anything to add on that? So I'd just say if you, they, they really seem to have an open door policy. I mean, they want to hear from their people. And it literally, even if you just show up with no appointment, nine right? times out of 10, if they're around, they will take your meeting. Mm -hmm. yes. um, they're just normal people, just like we are. You know, they've just been chosen to represent us and do this job. Um, so just don't be shy and reach out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think Lucy's right. They, they really are looking for that input yes. because I've, I've heard a couple of them. I think at the Voices event the other day, they Chairman made the Martin point. Chairman Martin did. Yeah, they said we're less, we're limited on what we know. You know, it's like we've got so much information in our professions and whatnot. We really need to hear from our constituents as to what the issues are. So. Um, Great, uh, great news. All right. Well, um, we're going to look forward to what happens the rest of the time. Uh, stay tuned. Um, I think we talked about this the last time, but uh, any tips on other than following online? I like lawmakers, lawmakers on Georgia Public is a classic. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the Georgia Gang. I like the Georgia Gang on Fox 5 on Sunday mornings at 830. Anything else? Well, I think you, you always mention Greg Bluestein does a really oh, yeah. nice yeah, job, job covering the General Assembly. You kind of get a little bit of everything. He doesn't just, he's not just on one issue. He sort of covers everything that's going on. So that's kind mm -hmm. of nice to they have a great team. To, to do that. And then there's always um, days at the Capitol. There's oh, everything yeah. from... Peanut, Peanut butter, butter and jelly, jelly day. day, one of our favorites. There's hot dog day, which there's I learned about. Day. I know. Hot start day. And then, so there's head every, start there's day. Head Start Day. Children's Day. There's Children's Day. There's Library Day. <laughs> there really is a day for everything. So you can come down and find an issue that, that you want to participate in. And a lot of our advocacy partners yes. uh, put out newsletters and Friday mm -hmm. facts and videos, voices for Georgia's children, gears, a lot of our partners. So if you go to their website, you can easily follow them and get on their, their mailing list. Yep. A lot of, a lot them, of really them do. Yeah. It's lots of great, fun information mm -hmm. out there. Well, we know tons of field trips, school field yes. trips down yeah. to the Capitol. But I would say if you've never been to the Capitol or if it's been a long time, come on down during the session because it's like a marketplace out there in the uh, and, and there might be a special program going on with the governor and the first lady you just never know so uh, it's a beautiful facility too just to kind of walk yes, around it is. you have to remember that when you're called to the code committee meeting but I you know <laughs> it is a historic building and a museum up on the third floor so yes all right well guys thanks so much for uh, the review on the state of the state and uh, good luck with everything uh, for the rest of the session now your questions from the water cooler. Hey there, this is Carrie Ashby with Decals Foundation. The General Assembly has been in session for roughly a month. Is there any legislation that the commissioner is following or monitoring as it moves through the legislative process? So Carrie, we, um, of course, we always monitor all the legislation. There's nothing specific right now uh, that impacts Decal, but um, our amazing director of government relations, Liz Young, is uh, on top of it every day to make sure that we're aware of anything that would impact us. Um, I would say first and foremost, though, is watching the budget. Um, that is our biggest uh, priority right now is obviously presenting uh, our budget to the House and the Senate, answering any questions they may have, and then watching it through the process as well. Um, so more to come on that. Time to give you a chance at winning a nice prize in the decal download quiz. We'll draw one name from all the correct answers to our question this week. Email your response to decaldownload at decal.ga. Here comes the question, on what date did this year's Georgia General Assembly begin? On what date did this year's Georgia General Assembly begin? Answer that correctly. We'll draw one name from all the correct answers. Thanks for playing and good luck. 
Thanks for tuning in to Decal Download. For more information, visit our website at decal.ga.gov. The conversation continues on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Pinterest. Follow Commissioner Jacobs on Twitter at C-O-M-M Jacobs.